Hello there gamers and welcome back to another episode of Listen Gamer. We are currently at episode three. So today we're going to be talking about the Twitch Avenue revenue ad revenue reworks as well as some games that are coming out in the near future as well. So my name's Ryan, uh, otherwise known as Imburbus on Twitch, and I'm here again with Kev or King Crazy. So how are you doing, dude? I'm doing good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing good, man. How's your week been? Uh, it's been it's been long. It's been hot and sweaty, but uh, I'm super glad that it's over. Ready to do it again all next week, actually. <laughs> How about yours? Ah, same old, same old, isn't it? We're getting there with uh, my new job in work, but you know, we uh, keep going, keep going. You're enjoying it, though. That's the main thing. Yeah, it's 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 a vast difference from anywhere I've ever worked before. So it's it's really nice to be honest with you. Good, so because you'll so, be working from home soon, right? Hopefully, hopefully. Um, I got a pass my probation effectively uh, once i do that they'll sign me off to work from home and um i've actually found out that they'll provide me with an extra monitor to work from home with oh nice so you won't be a one <laughs> monitor andy anymore <laughs> so I'm, I'm gonna have my laptop pc then my works laptop and an extra monitor set up and just have screens all over the place That's look at that so much fun like living in the matrix living the dream dude living I, the dream I, I just covered in wires dude <laughs> <laughs> you'd be like robocop <laughs> literally i might have to invest in some of those I'm, sh- I'm, sh- I'm i don't know if i've dreamt these but i'm pretty sure they exist but um like bluetooth hdmis yes they do work uh funny story actually not so long back i actually watched uh some linus tech tip videos and he like had these satellite dish enabled um hdmi or something i'm not too sure it was okay. really strange. He beamed it across his room. It was madness. Beam me up, I, Scotty. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. <laughs> I just don't don't understand how it worked, but like it's fantastic how you can actually send a video signal like over Bluetooth or whatever kind of frequency it was. I'm not sure, but it was it was crazy to see wireless HDMI. There was a lot of input lag mm. and latency, but it worked, and that was the main thing. So if you're watching movies and stuff, it doesn't matter. But if you're mm. gaming, yeah, this is hell of a delay. You've um, you're saying that all that come to my head. Then have you seen um Johnny Depp's Willy Wonka? Yes, I have. You know the yes. the the scene with Mike TV when he gets broken down and goes in like the little pixels across <laughs> the room. You like oh, yes. you just see the HDMI cra- travel across the room. Yeah, just that is that's pretty much what it is. But you just can't <laughs> see it. That's the only thing. It's like, just imagine that thing being actually visible. <laughs> It'd be fantastic. To be fair, oh, though, insane. I would. It would be awesome to send uh, chocolate or something th- through the TV. <laughs> like, th- how good would that be? You know, just lock it behind a paywall. Like, you can try this now for like 50p or something just to get you just a little taster and we'll send it through your TV. <laughs> you oh, God. It would be oh. crazy. Yeah. Absolute so, madness. So we like talking about shit. Yeah. We oh, oh, shoot the shit all the time. Pretty much. But um, so as a lot of people who know me will know, I am a retired streamer. Not, not that I had much of a career to begin with, but um, wait, you streamed? Yeah, I I streamed for a little while, but um, where <laughs> I live at the moment, the internet just can't handle streaming. It barely runs dead by daylight without me lagging out. So uh, we just make do. But um. I've noticed the Twitch ad revenue rework coming in, so I'm pretty sure you know a lot more about that than what I do at the moment. So do you want to let me know how that's going to work? Yeah, so it's 
Uh, I'm, I'm, I am honestly, I'm on the fence of it, but I do think that overall it is good. Uh, for the simple fact that creators will be getting fifty-five percent or up to fifty-five percent uh, ad revenue split. So this, uh, from the emails and the things that I've received, does depend on how many ads you run. So uh, I had an email a few days ago saying, briefly explaining how it worked, and it said something along the lines of. Uh, if as long as you run ads, three minutes of ads per hour, that will give you the increased 55% ad revenue split. So if you run under under three minutes of ads per hour, you won't get it mm. unless they will be changing that soon. But either way, uh, running three ads per, per hour of stream of you streaming doesn't seem a lot. It it and it isn't. Like it really isn't. Because the biggest the easiest way to do it is if you're playing a game like Dead by Daylight. Or if you're playing any game that has an intermission where you're between games or between lobbies, you can just put 30 seconds of ads here, 30 seconds of ads there, or like schedule them so like yeah. you have the full three minutes of ads like in like in a planned intermission. So if you plan it more of a production, um, as a as a streamer, if you can plan it more as a production, as like schedule out the stream the best yeah. you can, you can plant. All three of those, uh, sorry, all uh, six of those ads, uh, because there'll be 30 seconds each, or you can just do one big three-minute ad. It all depends on how you want to run it. But uh, you can just do that in a certain part of your stream. You can do it halfway through the hour, so like every 30 minutes, just have um, a set time of three minutes where you just run ads. And then you can just casually talk to your viewers, the people that are subbed, uh, or the I think the Turbo members. I'm not too sure, but I think Twitch Turbo is still a thing. Because I've seen the little turbo badges. So I'm not sure if that removes all ads on yeah. Twitch. Or they've changed that recently. I, I do need to, to look look that up to see what happens. But uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, with myself, um, running those three minutes ads won't be a problem. Um, I can just schedule them throughout my stream. It does make it very easy. The ads manager does make it easy. Like, you can set a... Uh, a delay from when your stream starts so when you actually want to to run ads which yeah. is pretty cool so for example if you don't want any ads to run for the first like 15 20 minutes of your stream you can set it to do so but then it will run uh for example every five minutes 10 minutes it'll run a 30 second ad up to a three minute ad depending on your choosing um the good the best thing i feel about well there's two good things actually sorry my mistake about this in entirely like new ads incentive program is uh for one the money that you can earn from it obvious for obvious reasons uh because if if you're new to streaming or if you've been streaming for a while and you don't get enough subs or you don't get enough income to to reach the threshold for twitch to pay out they can give you an ad incentive offer uh there's going to be three personalized offers that uh, you can have on your channel so in the twitch blog it has a $100, a $300, and a $500 incentive. And you have to stream at least 40 hours this month, in the month of uh, you having that offer. And for the respective prices that you get, you have to run two minutes, three minutes, or four minutes of ads per hour. So if you want a guaranteed or so $500 income, you'd need to run four minutes of ads per hour and stream 40 hours for the month. Which for me personally isn't hard because I do stream around 90 to 100 hours on average. Yeah. So streaming for that amount of time isn't going to be an issue. Uh, it's more of 
either because I'm a bit of a I'm a bit of a dumbass, as you know, and I tend to forget things. So no. having the ads, <laughs> having the ad scheduler there uh, is a very good tool. Um, yes, ads are annoying, but if it's a way of trying to get that extra income from streaming, so you can put that extra income into giveaways, into upgrading your equipment, um, or just making the stream just better in general, like without sort of needing to rely on subs or donations or bits yeah. on all that kind of stuff. It also gives you that extra boost um, as a smaller creator like myself. If you don't have enough subs for the month, so you get the Twitch payout, you can actually get the Twitch payout sooner or more regular. Uh, for example, if Twitch offer um, the incentives to run the ads and then you get that particular amount of money back, which puts you over the threshold. So you, you've essentially got a guaranteed income each month which I think for a lot of creators, whether or not they're part-time or full-time, I think that's still fantastic because they don't have to be like, um, oh, I need like 200 subs to get, get the same amount uh, this month as I did last month. Or yeah, I need... you, can, you can sort of pull away from the getting people to sub with sub goals and yeah. sub challenges and stuff and move more towards creating your content and just allowing the ad revenue to do its work. Exactly, because it's, 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 it kind of works in the background. Like, yes, you'll you'll get some people saying, oh, I just had like two or three ads or that kind of stuff, but at least it's in the nicest way, it's a choice. Like with TV, you don't really get a choice. Like The thing is, you, like, like like you said, with the with the ad manager is like, if you can schedule them, I, if you're going to do four ads back to back, people tend to get frustrated. It's more like if you can do one ad here and there, People don't really like get that bothered. Most of the time, when people I see people complain about ads on Twitch, it's like, oh my god, I just got like five one minute ads back to back. Like, what's going exactly, on? Exactly, yeah. That's but, like, that's what pushes me away. When it's when it can be split up over that hour as well, it it makes it a lot more convenient. It does, yeah. So you have to think of it like you think of a TV show. Um, most I know I I don't watch TV much anymore, uh, mainly because it's not good there's no, nothing that I, I would like to watch most of the things i watch are on amazon uh or is it amazon prime uh netflix and youtube or, or even spotify and um disney plus oh yeah disney plus Bye. don't forget about walt he'll come after you <laughs> jesse we have to get him <laughs> okay mr whites where's we this need... king crazy bitch <laughs> we need but, uh... more cartoons jesse <laughs> But yeah, so it's like when you watch regular TV, it's roughly about every 15 minutes, you get about three and a half to five minutes worth of ads, right? And yeah. it's like when you're in the middle of watching content, it's extremely frustrating. So what do you do? You either flick on your phone or you go make a drink, that kind of thing, and then you come back. So being able to split up the ads, because I believe the lowest amount of ads you can run is 30 seconds. So that's just one ad. So 30 seconds isn't that much. And... When you look at people's streams, um, I have been in people's streams where the ad goes into a banner. So if if you're familiar with YouTube ads, uh, it comes up as a little banner at the bottom of the screen, shows the ad while the content is still there. Um, there's another kind of ad, which is called a picture-in-picture -picture ad, where the ad comes up where the streamer should be, and then the streamer goes like to the top of chat. Have you seen where the like 
the top gifted sub or the top uh, bits sort yeah, of uh, I, gifter. I have noticed that. Yeah, so sometimes the, the streamer goes up in that corner and then the ad is playing on the bigger screen. And then once the ad finishes, the streamer comes back. So you're not missing the content per se. You're just missing the audio portion of it. Yeah. Um, so in just chatting streams or music streams or things like that, which are very interactive or very audio-based streams, that can be a little bit of an issue. But on the whole, I find those kind of ads less intrusive than the ads where it just totally just stops the content altogether. You miss everything within that 30 seconds and then you're back into it. So that's the worst kind of ad for me. So if, if Twitch give the option to choose which ads to run or which ads not to run, I think this particular ad incentive program would be better. Like that would be fantastic if you could choose not to run the in-stream ads. I think that's what they're called, where they just totally take over. It's kind of like the ones on YouTube where you have to wait five seconds and then you can skip them, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, it'd be, so, it's, it's really interesting. It'd be nice to see like that. There's a lot of small content creators out there that do pour the money that they make back into their streams to Im improve it or to run giveaways and stuff. So if that, that becomes more viable for them, then more power to it. Exactly. And I'm one of those people. Like I've, everything that I do on my stream, no, you've it got either a, goes. You've, you've got a sugar Steve, a G2A that does your giveaway. <laughs> I used to do them myself though as well. <laughs> you so, did, yeah, you not, not, not only that I'm sponsored by G2A and stuff, um, but all the money that I do get from my stream, I do pull back into it. It's like recently I, I've got a new gaming PC for VR streaming downstairs and it costs a lot. Yeah, I'm mm. not going to be around the bush about it. It did cost a lot. So all the money that I'm earning from Twitch is actually going to, and it's paid for that. I was paying for that because... And can I just say that every single penny of that was worth it to watch you fall over doing Get Low on Beat Saber? <laughs> every single penny worth it. The window, the, not the window, <laughs> sorry, the wall, the wall came at me so fast and I just had to duck and I, would, I was just losing my balance and I was just like, I'm going to fall here. I'm gonna fall. <laughs> I was waiting for you to fall so many times before it. You done you done very well not to before that. Thank you. Like I but needed to move. Fell. Yeah, I think it was my right foot. I needed to move it forward ever so slightly after going down and then I would have been fine. But I fell and yeah, I, and landed on my ass on my back and yeah mm -hmm. i'm just glad honestly i know i've saved the vods because of the, the copyright stuff but i'm very glad that raisin did delete that clip yeah don't worry <laughs> but I'll, was... I'll re i'll reclip it it'll be made into a short just that's fine by time. me that's that's fine by me <laughs> but so, um, the, the ads sorry yeah the ads the the one good thing like i said the, this two, well, this two, but the, the first good thing is that you can schedule the ads. You can separate them into 30 seconds up to three minutes. Personally, I would do it, and I do do it now for 30 second ads. Um, I used to anyway, but I did try and turn off all of the ads. Um, yeah. But a streamer's got to make some bank, of course. They're doing it, they're providing entertainment. And if it's a free way to support your creator, you can do it. So this is the same as the Amazon Prime sub. You can sub for free with Amazon Prime. Uh, or you can watch ads uh, for 30 seconds, like every 15 minutes. Well, on mine, it's like every 15 minutes anyway. Yeah. Um, or you can uh, 
have a sub for three ninety nine or however much it is in your respective area of the world. Mm. Um, but yeah, as far as I, I think it is good uh, to an extent because the I think one of the biggest things when this comes out to all affiliates and to everyone, well, yeah, to all affiliates and partners is the pre rolls. Uh, if you schedule these ads, having these ads scheduled disables pre pre roll ads from the channel, which oh. I think is the biggest thing in the entirety of Twitch that removes. Uh, so that if you go into a stream, say for example you're playing Dead by Daylight, and you go with a Twitch streamer, and you're like, oh, that, this guy was pretty cool. He was a really good, really good player. And then you go to their stream to be hit by like a minute of ads or like 30 seconds of ads. You have to wait through that to say GG. Yeah. And like by then they might be in a lobby. They might be thing. They might be doing something else. It's it's kind of difficult, and that's the biggest put off. Um, this I think as far as audience retention goes, I can pretty much say, like I could bet my hat on it, that the biggest thing that pushes people away from entering a new streamer's stream or a new content creator's stream is the pre-roll ads. And with this particular system in place, I think this this will uh, help retain that um, first 30 seconds to a minute worth of audience retention because there will be no ads there if you, as long as that streamer has uh, enabled it, and it will help people uh, connect quickly, more quickly, yeah. uh, because of it. And I just think it'll be a much, much better experience for it. So in terms of that, do you think, because um, I notice a lot of the time when streamers raid other streamers, that people will tend to, they'll pop in, they'll drop the raid message, and then they leave. So I wonder, I'm wondering now if they're not going in and receiving ads and just dropping a raid message and leaving if that might help people stick around more after raids as well. I, th I think honestly, yeah, because when I've raided with people, sometimes it does drop an ad instantly. Sometimes mm -hmm. it does. Sometimes it doesn't. I think it's kind of the same, uh, whether or not maybe that particular streamer is disabled pre pre-roll ads. Maybe it's just luck of the draw that Twitch forgot or tw the Twitch algorithm doesn't give it to everyone, but it gives it to a certain percentage or, if so many people haven't seen an ad in the last like X amount of minutes, then the pre-roll ad will play for the next person that comes in. That kind of thing. Yeah. Um, as far as pre-roll ads and rating goes, uh, I like it's just all positive in my opinion from from the perspective of a streamer and of a perspective, sorry, as a as a user and a, and a watcher because the amount of times that I've gone into people's uh, streams that I'm a real big fan of or like I'm really close to them and. Like, I can't sub to everyone on Twitch. Nobody can unless you're like, you got loads of disposable income. Hello, Jeff. And that's an <laughs> yes, Jeffrey Bezos, please. Give, <laughs> give me some monies. But uh, yeah, so with, unless you can sub to everyone, you're always going to get ads, right? But if you're a streamer and you're looking for somebody to raid, so for example, you want to raid Asmongold, you want to raid Otstarvi, you want to raid uh, Ninja if, if he still streams. You want to raid whoever you want. You want to raid your small, smaller community. You want to small, uh, your friends. So, uh, like Bally Texture Grass, Indominus Ash, uh, Sarah. Like you want to in, you want to raid those people, and yeah. they have a pre-roll ad. You have to wait for the ads first. Then you have to like set up the raid message and everything. Show the well. I should personally, I show the the person that I'm raiding their content. Yeah. Talk about them before I raid them, um, and by having the pre-rolls on. 
it delays that part of, and it delays the flow of my content uh, to try and like expose my audience to the person that I'm trying to show them to, if that makes yeah. sense. And if the person, if people's first impressions of a new streamer is an ad right in your face, it kind of, even though you come to expect it, it kind of puts you off a little bit, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and then as soon as the raid goes through, because this has happened loads of times, as soon as the raid goes through, the stream refreshes and then you're watching this person, you're just about to put the, the raid message in and all of a sudden you get slapped in the face by an ad. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's not a very good experience. And with this new ad incentive program, I think by far this is the, this has to be the best, best part of it. Yes, the money's good, yeah. uh, depending on the personalized offer that you get, um, of course, and the amount of ads you need to run. But as far as uh, it goes where the pre-roll ads are disabled, I think that's amazing. On, and the revenue cut too, because it's 50, rather than getting like three pence per thousand views of an ad or something like that, or yeah. the, whatever the CPM revenue is, go into a 55% cut. That's fantastic. That honestly, I think that is fair. I think that's a really fair thing to, for them to do. Go, and I don't back to that as well, though, with the, with the way the old ads were, it sort of felt insulting with the ads. Like now, if I go to a stream now and they, if with this incentive program in place and I watch an ad for that streamer, I feel more like that ad is doing something for that streamer. Whereas like when I, when I was streaming way back when, um, yeah. I would stream two days a week all month, but I would make, I think it would come up as like two pence worth of ad revenue after a month. And it was like, well, what's the point in having ads at all? Like, even if I streamed constantly, I might make a pump. And it was like, with this now in place, I feel like I'm making more of a difference for that streamer that I'm watching by watching that ad. I yeah, think definitely. Soften people up to actually watching those ads or just sub in to get rid of them anyway. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's the best thing. So because you've you're gaining so much now from ads, it's more uh, streamers don't feel as thingy like uh, what's the word? They don't feel as sort of guilty of running the ads because they're actually getting more from it than they were. Like for example. Last month, I streamed uh, 90 hours, mm. and I had $2.18 from ads. And that would just be like pre-roll ads or whatever ads they were forced, because I do try and turn off all of the ads that I can, and that was bare minimum. And the, la the month before that, I had $1.97. So in the new ad incentive program, if, if it works like this, I would have 55% more than that. And that's just from running the bare minimum amount of ads. Like the, the Twitch kind of force on you kind of thing. So to put it into perspective, I earned just over the very bare minimum of buying like the lowest tier of bits, which is like £1.69 or something like that, I think, for 100 bits. Yeah. So it's it's... The, for the amount of ads that get served currently to uh, a, for, to a streamer's stream, it's literally not worth anything at all to the streamer. No. And it's been like that for God knows how many years. And working in advertising and social media advertising myself, I know how much goes into ads. And I know how much 
like ads are paid. Uh, so like how much people pay for ads. Yeah. Uh, especially on like big, big streamers as well. On a large scale. It's a lot, dude. It is a lot. Like. You only got <laughs> to look at how much it costs you. You set up a business page on Facebook and advertise one post on your Facebook business page. And you yeah. see the amount of money it costs you as a small person to reach. I think, I think you could do it to reach like 500 people was the lowest I remember seeing it. And mm-hmm. it was something like £25 just to push that post to 500 people. Exactly. Like, and in it's, terms of Twitch, like Audible, the amount of Audible ads I get on Twitch is unbelievable. They must be paying I an know. absolute fortune for Twitch. But then again, but, Audible is Amazon. so they probably. I was just about to say, Audible them. is, yeah, Audible is Amazon. But... Yeah, it, the, it's, the, it's, the penny dropped at the end. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I, it's the same. It's the same thing. It was like I get your point. It's like I, I, um, paid on Ravelry uh, the last, I think, two months ago. Now I paid quite a few hundred uh, pound mm. to to advertise, and uh, all in all, I think it went to about like it was a test. It was the first time me actually advertising on that particular platform. Mm. Uh, I didn't have much control over the, over how they were advertising it. I just sort of bought ad spots and yeah. they give me an estimation of the reach. And essentially, my the advertising that I do across Facebook and Instagram and everywhere else, I control all of it. I control the audience. I control everything. But as far as this on Ravelry, I didn't really get to control much. I get to control the image, uh, the link that it goes to, and that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. And I bought all of the ad spots that I could just as a test. Uh, because I wanted to see if it made me income or if it gave me a plus or a loss. I just wanted to know. I just wanted to try to try and increase business. And I spent a few hundred pounds. And as much as I think one of the ads got over like 150,000 hits. Um, but as far as the the actual money return from it, it was practically zero. Yeah. Like, Maybe we had a few orders, but to spend a couple of pound, so a couple of hundred pound, but only get a couple of pound back in regards of orders, that advertising wasn't worth it. So because I set it out as a test, like, yeah, that's fine. Like I expected to lose money. Yeah. Like, so it wasn't a waste because it was a test because it could have, because of the audience that they have and the amount of people that it went out to, it could have been a fantastic plus. I could have made like 10 times as much or whatever of yeah. the money that I, I spent on the ads, but it didn't, it flopped. So I know that it sh- I shouldn't do it. Um, but that's like a couple of hundred pounds that I paid for ads and then nothing from it. It's been shown to people. Yeah. So that website has essentially pocketed the money. So mm. it's the same thing with Twitch, where people are paying Twitch boatloads of cash, whether it's Audible, because it still, it still has to come out of the Audible budget because that's how they get around the tax or whatever, probably. I'm not, oh, yeah. this is not legal advice, so that's a disclaimer. Jeff, Jeff, Jeff pays Jeff to advertise <laughs> his product on Jeff's website. Yeah, pretty much. And <laughs> Just Jeff give yourself a pound back there, Jeff. <laughs> so Je- Jeff, Jeff then holds a meeting with Jeff to let him know about Jeff's decision to advertise on Jeff's platform. Exactly. And Jeff yeah. says yes. And then Elon <laughs> says, I might buy you. Yeah, Jeff's like, nah, fam. <laughs> but, but yeah, so what I do on Facebook, I spend around 200 a month 
on Facebook. And mm -hmm. while yes, that sounds like a lot, uh, my cost per result, um, as far as getting uh, purchases and stuff goes, sometimes it's, it fluctuates a lot because of the weather. It fluctuates a lot because of like times, because obviously times now are harsher because of the cost of living and everything. Yeah. But um, very consistently, I was earning back after after spending the two hundred pound. I was earning on average ten times the money back. That was me in control. Yeah. So I found my way of marketing. I found I've I look at the analytics, I look at the the audience, I look at everything. I analyze all of that data like a bloody nerd of, that I am. And I crunch all of the numbers and think, this is how I'm supposed to advertise. I do it this way. I I go to this point. I go uh like advertise to this age range, uh, this demographic, this part of the world kind of thing, and I get the results that I want. So the fact that I've done that and I'm comfortable with it now, I know when, like the biggest things that screw me over are Apple. So Apple, yeah. if any of you, I know this, you, it, this is going to be on Apple, but <laughs> Apple, Apple podcast dudes tell like normal Apple and security Apple to stop screwing with my cookies and so, stop screwing with like the privacy settings because like you doing that. Uh, forces Facebook to update their advertising platform and they can't get as much data so I can't analyze as much. Stop being so secure, Apple. Jeez. <laughs> so um, I'll see if I can pull some strings, but my friend's wife has actually just got a management position in an ad in Apple. Really? <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah, we, um, he came up from uh, Plymouth the other week and um, we were chatting about it and stuff and... Uh, I just asked her if she would give me a Mac and she was like, it doesn't quite work like that. But I was like, no, you work I mean, for worth, Apple now. Worth a try. Honestly, if you were going to get a Mac, you could eat, uh, get the MacBook, uh, not, yeah, get a MacBook Pro if you want a laptop, um, but get a Mac Pro. No, I, I told her I'd only buy any, buy products from Apple if she started wearing turtlenecks every day. Turtlenecks? Yeah. Oh no. I, I, it just clicked <laughs> why you said that. <laughs> yes. But yeah, so the biggest thing that's impacted my particular role is social media advertising is Apple because Apple Apple's restriction on privacy as as well as it's good the fact that you can't I can't get as much information as I used to from from them unless they accept the uh, Facebook uh, privacy thing so they can track them and just see what they go on that kind of stuff. It is kind of daunting the amount of information that you give up when you accept those things, but. Let's be honest, every single website, every, everything that you do, as, as soon as you connect to the internet, everything mm. is just there forever. Yeah. So it's it a, doesn't matter. I, I find it quite funny because a lot of people um, worry about like their name and address being leaked, but I all know. of their names and addresses are all online with if they ever completed a census form or sign up to the electoral rule. Exactly. I was going to say the electoral. That's that's yeah. the main thing. You can just search someone's first name, last name, roughly where they live. And you'll get or, their address. Yeah, you can get their address. Like, do you remember the BT phone book? The BT phone book had every single person's name, address, and phone number on there. Oh, it's madness. I miss, I miss yellow pages. Oh, yellow pages. That, that was the same thing but for businesses as well, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's, it's um, madness. Like, BT has... That's how I used to reach the top shelf. <laughs> that's how you still reach the top shelf <laughs> no now I have to have a stool 
But yeah, going back to this, we we traveled across different platforms then. (laughs) Mm. But yeah, going back to the ads on Twitch, I honestly think that it's a good thing. Overall, it's a good thing because people that can't afford subs or people that can't always afford subs uh, have that way now of supporting the streamer they love by watching an ad or a few ads every hour or every however long they run them. So that's good. But then if you don't want ads, you just sub. And yeah. it goes it goes either way. Either way, you're supporting the creator. The only thing I think we need to do now is try and get the sub, even if it's 70%. If they can match Google, like there's loads of things that I can say to, to Twitch to be like, hey, you need to sort this, this, and this out to try and compete more or to try and make it a much better platform, uh, to try and compete more with YouTube or Trovo or like even TikTok Live, because I know that that's popping off right now. But, like, if they could just sort out some little things, such as, like, what YouTube do, I think it, I think YouTube gives 70% of the revenue to creators. Yeah. Like, that would make a massive difference. Especially since they've cut everyone's revenue. So, um, for those that don't know or didn't remember, uh, Twitch had this thing where they uh, introduced, like, localized sub sub uh, amounts so rather sub prices yeah so rather than it being like 499 across the board uh it's 399 in the uk i think it's 499 in the us uh in some places of the world it's like a dollar um like so depending on where you are in the world it depends how cheap it is so for the first i think 18 months maybe uh the twitch introduced this they introduced a scheme where every so often they would uh, if you streamed for, like, if you averaged, like, $100 a month mm. and you averaged 100 hours a month, they would say, look, if you stream for, like, 80 hours this month and with the new prices, if you earn anything below, uh, like, $85, we, yeah. will top you, we will top you up to what you would have earned before this price decrease. So that was a good, it was like to wean people into it rather than taking a massive drop in price instantly, it would gradually go down. So every like three months, they would reduce that percentage, reduce it, reduce it, reduce it until eventually, which I think it has now stopped. So whereas if you would have earned $50, sorry, $100 now, you could be earning $50 because of based on where your audience is. So that's kind of screwed. Yeah, it's it's a huge difference. Like I've noticed it. I'm only a small creator, but I've noticed it a lot. And I've yeah. when I noticed it this month, like I saw on Twitter how however many people, like that's all my timeline was. My timeline was just full of people complaining about the new uh sub prices and how much it's affected them. Mm-hmm. And like you don't actually hear about that that often, but like a lot of people t- uh, this month it's been going crazy. So it's not just affecting smaller creators, it's affecting bigger creators too. And these people are partners that I've, like, I'm, I'm referring to. I'm not going to name names, but uh, they, they, they are, uh, I was going to say YouTube partners, but they're partners in Twitch. So even if they've reduced the prices, so I think now they should just give us about 70%. Like 70%, I think is fair. Like in all fairness, 70, 75%. I think 70% is, is okay because what are we doing out of that money we have to pay artists we have to like pay for upgrades we have to pay for fixes for our stream uh cosplays uh giveaways and unless you're sponsored uh, all of that kind of stuff there's so much upkeep even electricity bills 
uh, living bills, utility bills, food, all that kind of stuff. Like, they have to pay it. But Twitch provides a platform, yes. They have platform costs, yes. But to take half of what they earn, I still think it's kind of nuts how... Uh, I, I'm, I just... Yeah, it's kind of nuts how they get 50-50 of it. <laughs> and then, apart from that, they withhold the taxes or something um, if you live in certain countries. Mm-hmm. So, like, for example, if you're in the Netherlands you get that 50% cut and then they take another 30% off before they pay you. Oh, see, that's, that's just insane. Exactly. It's madness. And the only reason why I know this is because one of my friends told me. Like, yeah. I was like, I get, I, well, we get a 50-50 cut, so for every, like, $5 uh, sub, I get $2.50. Mm. So how? I get $1.70. Yeah. I was like, what? So I showed him my dashboard and I showed him my my pay and everything and like how it was going and she showed me hers and I was like how how is that even possible so I was like looking through it and I think it's because uh, the UK has some have some sort of treaty agreement or like trading agreement or something with the US yeah. where we don't actually pay that extra tax on top of yeah. the 50% cut so it's like a tax withholding fee or something along those lines but I believe in some places it's worse, in some it's better. But in the UK, we don't actually get that extra percentage cut off, which is kind of, it's crazy. The fact that given they're taking 50%, they take another 30%, depending on where you are in the world. And as on top of that, you've got the decreased sub prices, which yeah. you practically get a next to nothing. So essentially, but, the way the way it's looking, the ad revenue is going to be the most viable way of earning money. Exactly, the two the two most viable ways of directly earning money are ads and donations. Donations, you if you've set up your PayPal correctly, uh, where the donations actually don't get taken off, or like very minimal amounts of PayPal fees taken off, because they take roughly about up to thirty percent. But you can put a is like a low. Uh, Oh my god. I, I've set it up on mine so long ago. There's like this low cap, low price cap or low something cap that you need to put it on. So with donations and stuff under a certain amount, PayPal don't actually take fees. They only yeah. take fees on uh, money that's gone into the account over a certain amount. Yeah. So that's that's pretty cool. So that's what I've set mine on because as much as I don't expect the donations, when they do come in, if they're in smaller amounts, at least most of that money then is actually coming to me, or if not all of it. Yeah. Whereas, say for example, I had £20 worth of subs, not only uh, Twitch would take half of that, when that's paid into my account then, uh, depending on where I am in the world, Twitch might take an extra third, up to 30%, then PayPal will take another 30%. Mm. So it's, it's like, you're left with like practically nothing compared to if you get yeah. a donation direct to you. So at least running the ads, you're not doing anything. Nobody's paying for anything. So you're essentially getting more money for doing the same thing that you've already done. Yeah. And that's run the ads, which mm-hmm. is very good. And it's like, like I said, it's, it, they're personalized each month. So you could get, you, if you didn't want to run ads that much, but you wanted a stable sort of smaller income, you can run the $100, which is the lowest one. Uh, yeah. On this image so you could run that so you can guarantee to hit the the cab each month so you get that payout on the like 13th or 14th of each month um 
and then you don't have to worry about it. And yeah, you're getting the uh, the hundred dollars or however much it is, but at least you're not thinking you're getting cheated or you're getting sort of like screwed over by getting a fifty percent cut from him. Yeah, because the ad revenue, I think, like I said, is is very very fair. Looking to be that way. It does seem it does seem good. But we'll have to wait in August to find out. Yeah, the the way it's looking though, it looks really positive. And do you think it might um increase the amount of people that actually go into streaming? They might see it as a more viable way to actually make money as well. You know what? Yes. Like I do like whether or not it's on Twitch or whether or not it's on YouTube. Like YouTube, you have before you earn money, you need a thousand subscribers and four thousand uh four thousand watch hours. So you can't earn money straight away from YouTube. But if if I was like a new streamer, or I, I was thinking, oh, I could do with a bit of like passive income, reaching 50 followers and three average viewers is hell of a lot easier than than YouTube's platform. So yeah, it you, can still... YouTube tends to make it really difficult. Yeah, so which is understandable because of, I, I believe it was floating around the, it's because of what happened with Logan Ball. Logan Paul, <laughs> Logan Paul. Yes, he's so no Logan Paul for the rest of this yeah. podcast. Yes. So Logan Paul. Uh, oh, well, I just realised he's he's actually got one testicle as well, or like half of his testicle or something it was like he had an accident or something. That's and then seven, I didn't know. No, you didn't know. know. He's he's actually got one testicle apparently, no. and he was yeah, and he was playing with his dog or playing with a dog and you've not just so long back. Logan Ball. Yeah, I know. That's why it clicked. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> Whoopsie. But uh yeah, yeah, so um essentially he was playing with a dog as well, not so long back, and mm. that dog went to bite the toy that he had and he missed the toy and he caught his ball again. Well his oh. the one that's left. So I think it's Big Mike or Mike that he has his podcast with. Yeah. Uh he's he just made jokes about like now he needs to watch out because that dog's gonna bite his other ball, he's gonna have no balls. <laughs> so but yeah, so Logan, Logan Ball. Ball. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I've I've lost my trail of thought now. So yeah, yeah. YouTube. Uh, YouTube uh, conveniently introduced that after the Logan Ball's incident in the Japanese forest. Yeah. So with what happened there, that's people are saying that's what triggered it. Whether or not it's is right or not, I'm not sure. I probably doubt it because there was a lot of things going on. Like I'm not sure if you remember, Leafy is here. And the way they changed all the harassment and and whatever policies uh, that they they had going on, because like you couldn't really criticize people because you could get your YouTube video flagged, and because YouTube, sorry, Leafy was like one of those YouTube channels that not so much reviewed content but yeah. criticized it. Mm. Like he would base, like he was shit talking, yes. Like yeah. he was being being a bit of a dick, yes. But he was also saying the truth. But he could have said entitled to his opinion as well. Exactly. And his opinion is free speech. You're supposed to allow that. Like free speech is a thing. And he was conducting it and he wasn't telling his viewers to witch hunt these people. He was just saying his opinion and what they've uh, found out on him, uh, on them and all that kind of stuff. So there was a lot of things going on, but I think maybe the Logan Ball thing didn't actually contribute to YouTube changing their mind on that thing, but maybe it was because of him, maybe it wasn't, but yeah. lo- uh, the YouTube requirements for partner are kind of difficult. Um, I was contemplating on streaming on YouTube for a while to uh, try and get that 
goal yeah. because I was originally partnered. That's the thing. I was I was partnered with YouTube for years, and uh, my videos were making money. And uh, all of a sudden, when that new thing came in, I was just like shut out of him. Yeah. And the money that I earned wasn't even given to me. <laughs> that's the worst thing. So that's still like there in the AdSense account, and yeah. I need to reach the threshold to get it. You know, so it's a kind of kick in the teeth. But yeah. we'll get there. Like I need to put out the content, like uh, <clears throat> editor. But uh, hey, <laughs> I'm getting there. But as far as a new streamer goes. 100%. If you want to try and make some passive income, all you need to do is just like to spread it with friends and family. They can follow your account. They can spread it to their friends or if you're in certain communities, like in my community, I've got a self-promotion. Uh, in this podcast, we got a streamer of the week. So any streamers that we feel that we need the uh, the spotlight or we feel that they deserve some spotlight, some, then we shout them out kind of thing. So yeah. If you just get involved with some communities, do some networking, you'll get 50 followers, three average viewers in no time. Then you'll be able to sign up for the ad, uh, sorry, the affiliate program to then get the ad incentive to then potentially earn some passive income or make it into a full-time job. And if that's the goal for a lot of you, then maybe when this ad incentive thing comes out and you want to try and like use this as a sort of stepping stone to get into streaming full-time, or even if you've been a small creator and you just have time, have struggles uh, getting up to the threshold. Maybe this is one of those things that can boost your income mm. to get that upgrade of a graphics card, to get that like threshold hit faster so you can feel that accomplishment because it is an accomplishment to get that $100 each month. Yeah. Like it is a good feeling to be like, yes, I've, I've reached that goal because it's a, for me at least anyway, because I like seeing numbers grow and I yeah. like seeing the bar again filled to 100%. Mm -hmm. And it's I don't check it, but when I do check it, it's nice to see that it's full, or it's nice to see that it's almost full, that kind of thing. So I think new streamers and existing streamers will both benefit from this to get some pass or full time streamers that are still like sort of stuck in a sort of rut of uh, lack of growth and stuff. Because I know I know I am at the moment. Like the numbers, like I'm getting the followers and getting the average viewers and stuff, but I don't know what it is. It just feels a bit uh, slow. But then I've seen a lot of people on Twitter saying. The same thing like their twitch growth is kind of like sort of stagnant it's just stale not stale sorry it's just staying there um and then other people are saying if if your viewers or whatever have gone down that kind of stuff don't worry it's because there's uh americans have finals the exams are all going on and that kind of stuff so people are revising more and whatnot so they haven't they can't go on there or they haven't got time so it does matter the time of like for growth at times of the year like heavily as with anything really it's like you're not going to buy sunglasses in the middle of winter, are you? So obviously sunglasses sales are going to go down. Same as uh, viewers on, on Twitch and YouTube and stuff. Like yeah, when people have... Honestly, I do buy sunglasses best, in the winter. Best Can I just say? sunglasses in the winter. Because they're, they're the, the cheapest. cheapest. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a bad analogy. But it is. You, you get what but I, I get mean. I get the though, point. Right? I get the point. Yeah. yeah. That's the main thing. The point is, it's, is given... It's similar to like how if you stream during the daytime you will probably find that you'll have more viewers through the winter than you will during the summer. Because a yes. lot of the time in the summer, people are, kids are off school, people are going out places and enjoying the weather. In the winter, they tend to be home more. And exactly. That, that's, it's just a fact of life. Yeah, precisely. So, so everything's all about timing. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm starting my stream from scratch 
never done it before. What's, what's the first piece of advice you would give me? Be yourself. No Honestly. Me. Uh, be, oh, My, myself is an asshole. Oh, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> I know this, so I know you're not role-playing this, but... Uh, <laughs> but not seriously. Honestly, just be yourself. If you're one of these people that leans and or like headbutts the screen or something like that when you're playing games, just do that. Own that shit. Like just 100% be yourself. Uh, don't try to be someone else. Like don't come in trying to like be the next Markiplier. Don't try and be PewDiePie. Don't try and be Ninja. Don't try and be Asmongold. Don't try and be anyone else but yourself. You yourself are enough as of a person to provide entertainment to anyone. The, Honestly, um... don't. Don't try it to be anyone else. That's the worst thing because that will only get stale. Yeah. You won't be able to keep that up and then the audience will see through it as well. Because if you're trying to pretend to be something that you're not, that will come across in your content no matter how much of an act, how much of a good actor you, you may think you are. But yeah, 100% that, be yourself. That also doesn't mean don't create yourself a character. Like there is quite a niche for it. I don't see You don't see a lot of it around, but like, there's streamers such Dr. as Disrespect. Dr. Disrespect, yes. Yeah. He he has a character, he plays by his character roles, but at the same time, when he's not in character, he's a normal person and he be, he, he is how he is. The same exactly. goes for um, probably a little bit less known, well known, but the entity's left hand. He he plays the role. Exactly, yeah. That's, Which that's that's fine if that's what you're gonna do it, but faking your personality, faking enjoying things, or being toxic in a video game because other people do it and you think it looks cool. Like if that's not like, it's just not cool to mimic that. It's not no, and being like, uh, there's a few points that I want to address, but particularly the toxic one. There's people like, what was it? Die? What was what was his name? Um. Dialing Ping, I think it was. Uh, Did you yeah, remember yeah. Dialing Ping? Yeah. yeah. So he he was he was in Call of Duty, uh, Black Ops, and all that kind of thing. He was doing things like Operation Bobble Hat. He was like trolling his team, kind of thing. Mm. But then all of a sudden, like things escalated where he got views from being toxic, and then which caused a negative impact on the game. It caused negative impact across the entire community, and people started copying as well. Um, even bigger YouTubers, they, they'd start being toxic as well just because they got the views. As a smaller streamer or someone starting out, you do not want to do that at all. Like, you don't want to do it anyway, because apart from giving it a bad, giving that particular community a bad name or influencing other people to be toxic is just not right, for starters. So you shouldn't do it. But it, I don't think it's particularly funny content anyway, and I'm fairly certain a lot of other people, um, if not most of of everyone else would think that it's not very good content. Sometimes the odd quip here or there as a joke is funny, or like a sort of maybe like sandbagging someone in, in like if you're just trolling people, sandbagging someone in dead mm. by day, like like locking them in basement or something like that, and mm. then the killer comes and then downs them, that kind of thing. Yeah, that's kind of toxic, but at the same time, it is kind of funny at the same time. It's not actually, they were being verbally toxic as well as yeah. toxic in-game, if that makes sense. Being verbally toxic to someone, putting them down or just calling them slurs or that kind of stuff, that's not good at all. And that's what ruins things. Um, doing things to get a reaction out of someone, like playing little practical jokes, that's that's fun. Yeah. yeah. But 
It all depends on how you do it. If you're a practical joker, kind of, if you want to call it toxic, but yeah, go for it. But as far as the, that kind of content where they just use verbal abuse or slurs or just yeah. being verbally toxic, that is a massive no-no. Do not do that in the slightest. It's, um, it's like what we do. We we enjoy we enjoy a little trolling from time to yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you can see that in the clips of the month. There's trolling and then there's just ruining someone's experience of a game completely. Exactly, yeah. It's it's like when we get face cammed as bubbers. Like, I, I just piss myself laughing. I think it's hilarious. Because either one, they're doing it because I'm a streamer. Two, they're doing it because I took them on a 4-gen chase and now they want one kill. Or three, they're just... Well, there's something wrong with them. <laughs> they just well, don't enjoy the... Have, um, I, I'm going to be toxic today because I'm entitled in their own stream. Yeah, or be, or yeah, exactly. Perfect example of what and was that's uh, just, what I went yeah. against. Yeah. yeah, I forgot about that then. Yeah, um, that it's just, just, it's just, it's not something you want to see. It's not going to attract people. Yeah, you might, you might have four people come to your stream from that game and be like, "You are a such and such. You're this. You're that." And you're going, "Oh yeah, I've got four extra viewers. Look at me. I'm going to give it back to them because these salty people are coming to my stream and being salty over a game." It's like exactly. Dude, it doesn't make you look good. It doesn't make you look cool at all. Precisely. And then the the, the, the fourth type is like someone who absolutely got shot on or something. Uh, the previous game, they got juked. They had no hooks. They had no hits. And all gens were done and whatever. And they was just being juiced. Um, so then they go on a toxic raging spree just because they got messed up in the last game kind of thing. Mm. But, uh, but going it's, back... It's even, the, it's even the flip side of that. I've played games against people where we've they've been absolutely destroyed. They've barely hit anyone. They might have had one or two hooks. Like they've been 360. They've been flashlight saved to the point where it, it, it was like this clear, this person clearly knew at the game. We got out of the yeah. game and this person has reacted with, oh my God, you guys are insane. That was such a fun game trying to catch you all. It was such a, it was such a nightmare. I couldn't do it. Like, but it was so exactly. fun. And I was, it's it just blew my mind because you don't get that very much. Yeah. Like, I get that with genuinely good killers that don't camp or tunnel or whatever. Like, camp and, camp and tunnel, I mean as in, like, literally camping in front of you, face camping. Tunneling, purposefully going out of your way to wait out, borrow time, hit you down, and then take you. That kind of thing. Like, purposefully doing it. Um, I don't, like, people say camping and tunneling in such loose terms. Same with toxicity. Like, you can't be toxic in a game just by pointing or teabagging or hitting on hook. It's... I'd say at the best it's more like unsportsmanlike, but I wouldn't say that it's toxic. Being toxic is like in end game chat and calling them slurs and stuff. That's toxic. Yeah. So people get enraged by teabagging at a pallet or something. Just no. Just sit down, please, <laughs> because <laughs> that's not toxic. Um, but it's just people that are genuinely good at the game. I call them out on it. I say, "Holy shit, you're fucking good." Like, yeah. well played. Like, that's happened many times. I've been absolutely destroyed as a, uh, as a killer or as a survivor on stream. I'm like, holy shit, you guys are really good. Like, well played. If honestly, if, if they're like toxic about it or gloaty about it in Endgame Chan, I won't give them the time of day. Um, but in any other sort of scenario, like, I would just brag them up and just say, well done. Like, I was totally outplayed. Like, I'm not one of these people that are like, oh, well, you shouldn't have done that, or, like, oh, this MMR sucks, or whatever, that kind of thing, because it's just, a, it doesn't make a difference. Like, if 
someone's always going to, going to be better than you, and you're not always going to make the best decisions all the time. So it's just a matter of time and, and just playing the game, you know? Yeah. Going so back to one of your other points regarding the entity's left hand and Doctor's disrespect, as a new streamer, if you want to create a character, like to be a character, then you have to kind of think about it more because I'm glad that you said Dr. Disrespect and Entity's Left Hand because the Entity's Left Hand is literally the trapper from Dead by Daylight in case anybody didn't know. And so when you see the Entity's Left Hand is live, you expect him to be playing Dead by Daylight or Dead by Daylight only. So when he does go to Phasmophobia, when he goes to other games, he's still playing in that character and it doesn't quite fit. Yeah. That's the only problem, in my opinion, with giving yourself a character. Doctor's Disrespect does it fantastically. He's just like this big ego trip guy that has like unlimited skill, unlimited power, can destroy anyone in any game. Yeah. He's like the typical sort of jock kind of type of, of a character. That works in any game. You can go to Dead by Daylight, you can go to Forza, you can go to Call of Duty. With the Entity's left hand, because because he's the trapper, uh, he's a character from a game, he can't go from Dead by Daylight to Forza, because you wouldn't see like this big demon guy looking guy with traps and hooks coming out of him. You wouldn't see him in a Ferrari doing laps around Le Mans, would you? <laughs> Let's be honest. So, <laughs> and Lewis if you Hamilton would, looking be... over his shoulder, real nervous right about now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just sweat dripping down, like you know. <laughs> but, but this is what I mean. So, if you're going to create yourself a character, make sure that it fits more than the one game uh, that you potentially plan on playing. Let it let it fit your vision for what you want your stream to be. Yeah, hundred percent. Also, going back to um, starting as a streamer, obviously there can be a lot of equipment that goes into starting up streaming, but you can get away with minimal equipment as well. So what would yes. your first investment be if you were to buy a piece of streaming equipment starting from basic? Right, starting from basic, uh, if you were streaming on... Well, anything really, because you can stream from the consoles, you can stream from PC, you can stream from from your. Sorry, I couldn't get my words out from your from your phone. <laughs> you uh, so if you you can stream from pretty much anything these days, um, but generically speaking, most people stream from either their consoles or from a or from a PC. Mm -hmm. So, um, providing you've got a PC that can handle it, providing your uh, Xbox or PlayStation or console can handle it, that kind of thing, and your internet is fine. The one piece of equipment that I would 110 billion percent recommend uh, that you get or upgrade first is your microphone. Yeah. And people not really knowing or thinking about it can be like, why would why would I like get a better microphone? Mm. Why why not get like a DSLR camera or like a 10 grand camera like Ninja has or whatever, you know? And the reason being is because if you're streaming with camera. Uh, it doesn't really matter the quality of it, depending on like you. Obviously, you don't want a potato that only runs at like 10 FPS. But a typical webcam that you can buy for like 10, 20 pounds from Amazon, or even the 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 very popular Logitech C920 or C922, they're fantastic. Mm -hmm. You've got to think like if your stream is a Twitch, your Twitch stream is at maximum 1080p, 60 FPS. So, and then you have to think. Do you have a full screen of your camera? 
And if you do, what else is going to be on that screen? You're going to have your alerts. You're going to have your chat. You're going to have some little widgets or something. So how long are you going to actually be on there? Like maybe in between games for like a minute or two. So it's not going to be on there that long. So why invest into a camera when when your your predominant your main screen is essentially your gaming camera when it takes up maybe like if you separate your screen to thirds maybe yeah. it will take up a third of a third of your screen yeah so it's going to be a tiny little box or a tiny little circle if you have a mask or it's going to be a tiny proportion of your screen yeah and the quality isn't going to be that distinguishable if it was uh, like a seventy-pound camera, seventy-pound webcam, or seven hundred-pound camera, it's not going to make that much of a difference at all. So, real quick, I'm just going to test your math. What's what, what? What a total percent? What total fraction would that be of your screen? A third of a third. <laughs> I was going to say sixth, to be honest. Well, I don't know why yeah. I said a third of a third. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a sixth either. No, but you you know what I mean. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I'm testing your math. Oh, please don't. Please don't. King's not hot, fam. I wanted your quick maths. <laughs> what, you said as a percentage, right? Uh, as a fraction. As a fraction? As your fraction. You had a third. You have a third of your third. What's the fraction of the total amount? I genuinely can't believe you're doing this to me. I, <laughs> the thing is, I took you. I show Kira how to do this as well. It's, it's two two thirds, isn't it? I just oh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give you the countdown clock in a second. I said two thirds. Two thirds. A third of a oh third my, is two oh thirds. Oh my god! I'm just adding them. You make, dude. You're making this worse for me. You Bruh. put me on the spot. Like I'm thinking of it in in a <laughs> photographer's way. You've got this thing called the rule of thirds, okay? Mm-hmm. Where you split your screen up into a third. Yeah. I'm, I'm visioning this at the time, so that's why I said a third of a third. Do you yeah. know what? Just tell me it because I know that you've Googled it. I've heard, I've heard the title. I haven't Googled it at all. Come on, just tell me. It's a ninth. Okay. If you have so a whole nice. screen and you split yeah. it into three, mm-hmm. and then you split those three pieces into three, yeah, I'm envisioning it now. You would have Screw nine you, pieces in total. <laughs> so you have a ninth. Dude, I did not come, I did not start this podcast today thinking that I would do math. I know you didn't, that's why I done it. Dude, you you threw me straight off, and being <laughs> the type of person that I am, it's thrown, it's thrown me completely off. So, uh... You're fine. Excuse me. I know I'm fine, but yeah, that, that took me by surprise. I've bought my mic. I've bought my nice, shiny... I've, yes. I've, I've got an Elgato Wave 3, so let's go with that. I've bought myself a nice shiny Elgato Wave 3. Mm-hmm. What do I do? I just plug it in? So you, you could plug... Like, the Wave 3 is a fantastic mic. Mm-hmm. So, it's, but yeah, going back, before you even buy the mic, this is what we need to discuss. So we need to discuss how good of a mic are we talking? Do you need? How much is your budget? And are you getting anything back from the stream? Or are you doing it as a hobby kind of thing? What kind of, like, how often do you use the mic? Like, do you always go into voice chat? That kind of stuff. So there's multiple things that you need to think about. So mm. we've worked out that you don't need the camera. So the mic is the most important thing because nobody wants to listen to muffed audio or like crackly audio or really just tinny audio. It's, it's not a very good listening experience. And I'll show you why in a few minutes. Um, but essentially, if you 
plan out your budget. Say that you get a couple of subs a month and you want to like upgrade your mic. So you could set a, a goal to get a new mic and then you might get more subs and that kind of stuff. Or if you are doing it more as a hobby to build up and you have some spare income, yes, by all means, get a mic. Um, but I would always suggest getting what you can actually afford. Um, and for some people, being able to afford things, uh, especially today, uh, it's, 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 it's kind of hard. Yeah. But um, if you can afford like an Elgato Wave, uh, if you can afford uh, an XLR mic, an interface and that kind of stuff, go for yeah. all of that. Like, for example, an Elgato Wave, in my opinion, is by far the best microphone that you can have for a USB mic in the entire game. Like, the mic is honestly second to none that any other microphone I've tried. Mm. And the biggest... Um, biggest plus for that microphone is because of they've updated their software to include VSTs. And so VSTs are small, like sort of program files that yeah. uh, help you do things with your mic that you don't normally do. Think of it as OBS um, when you have plugins. Yeah. You know, you know, like if you uh, have, well, if, if people use Streamlabs OBS, you'll know what I mean, but you have these little applications that you can install for OBS which you can just sort of play about with your stream or like make new features, that kind of stuff. Or if you think of it as filters as well, it's kind of like a filter like you can use on Instagram for people that aren't technically like knowledgeable about OBS and stuff. So when you take pictures, you can add like a black and white filter, uh, a red filter or blue filter, whatever. You can adjust it, right? So this is essentially what VSTs are, but for audio. And these little programs you can install onto the Elgato Wave software which then you can include uh, compression compression software. You can include equalizer. You can include noise gates and noise cancellation, all that kind of stuff. And that's the kind of stuff that you need. Um, well, you don't particularly need it because good microphones like the Elgato Wave 3, like the mic that I'm using, the Shaw SM7B, they do sound good out of the box. Yeah. Um, they are tuned pretty well, but they can sound better. Yeah. So... As an example, I've set up this profile on my GoXLR to get my microphone um, without all the settings that I have. Mm -hmm. So to, to give you what my microphone would sound like without any tuning, because my microphone, I think, is a few hundred pounds, and Ryan, yours is a, about 150, I want to say. Yeah, the, the Wave 3 cost me 150, and I was about two years ago, so it might even be a bit cheaper than that now. I think it's the same price now. I think mine was about 350. Uh, I'm just quickly looking. Uh, it's 389, but I think I did get it on offer. Yeah. So I'd say about 350. So while I was very happy with the microphone, the quality, the clarity and everything, um, it sounded well out of the gate. But if you tweak it with a little bit of equalizer and like DSA, for example, in the GoXLR software, um, this is essentially what installing VSTs would be like on your Wave, which I've helped you do. Yeah. So th this is my microphone with the normal the settings that I normally use, which is where I've tweaked it to better suit my voice. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm using the microphone with no settings on it, as you would do with plugging and playing it in as if you've just bought it and just plugged it in a cheap computer. Yeah. Now, as you can tell, there is a total difference between the settings on and those settings off. Yeah. 
So for a 350 pound microphone, you expect it to sound amazing, which if you didn't already listen to my voice for the last like hour, uh, hour and 10 minutes, then you'd think that what you just heard without the filters on, it would sound good. But hearing it tweaked and better suited to my voice, as well as increasing the bass, uh, helping out the, the high end and the mids and stuff, like tweaking it to make it sound better. Like that's what you need to do because it does sound better. Yeah, It didn't sound bad straight out of the game, but that's what you need to do with your microphone. Like if you buy a microphone like an Elgato Wave, a Shure SM7B, if you have an audio interface that you can tweak equalizer on, uh, tweak compression, DSs, that kind of stuff, do it. Because the more you get to learn about your microphone and the software that comes with it, or if you get a Go XLR, or if you get a, an audio interface that has equalizer on, or if you learn how to use the equalizer features on OBS, if you can tweak your microphone, even if it doesn't have any software, even if it's just um, like a normal headset that you bought for like 30 pounds from like Asda or something, yeah. uh, you can still tweak it in OBS. Uh, you can add filters to it. You can make it sound better. So yeah. the best, like it, it doesn't have to buy like a 350 pound microphone. You can literally use it with uh, VSTs and stuff in OBS to make what you currently have better, sound better before you save up or before you buy a new one. Yeah. Uh, it's just, obviously it's easier with a better microphone and it's better, like it sounds better with a better microphone and it's easier to do with a better microphone because it's already fantastic hardware. Yeah. Um, and then you're just pairing it with fantastic software and yeah, it just definitely. works. Definitely. So it's, it's something that's um, very important to invest in early on, whether it's investing money into a good microphone or it's investing the time into learning what settings and stuff you can use for an audio mic to yeah. improve the one that you currently have. Yeah, 100%. It's like before I had this microphone, I had an Audio Technica 20, 80 mm. Fantastic microphone. Uh, I didn't have the GoXLR at the time. I had like a normal Focusrite interface where you just plugged it in and then you had a volume uh, gain knob and that was pretty much it. Um, mm-hmm. So everything that I did was in OBS. And before that, when I used to stream or create content, I used to use my headset mic and it was bloody awful. But yeah. if you adjusted it, uh, if you edit videos or if you uh, put it into OBS, you can have the equalizers and the VSTs to install then you can tweak it and make it sound as good as you can for the meantime. Yeah. So it's not so it's not a sort of thing that you need to rush into getting a good a good mic so you can do that and then get another mic again to improve it. Cause mm-hmm. you gotta figure out is there like you can buy like a 30 pound microphone, like a snowball, blue snowball, I think. Uh, yeah. is is about that price. You could buy that microphone. Where it's a good microphone, it's not gonna sound as good as the Elgato Wave, which uh, I think my blue symbol was £50 anyway. So when I bought it, it was £50. So for three times the price, would the blue snowball, uh, sorry, would the Elgato Wave be a better investment to get than a blue snowball? Yes. In my opinion, yes. Although it's not a bad microphone, um, because it's a certain type of microphone, uh, where it yeah. picks up everything behind it and everything around it. It's more of a kind of conference call microphone. So where it's picking up everything around it, I would much prefer investing in, in uh, like waiting a little bit longer 
Yeah. Sorry, there was a motorbike outside. I'm not sure if you can hear <laughs> it. I'm really sorry. I muted my mic for a second. But uh, where, uh, I, I think I would rather wait a little bit longer to invest into a much better microphone with built-in yeah. customizations where you can tweak it, fine-tune it, and it will work perfectly. Yeah, in terms then, of like the the difference between like that fifty pound and one hundred and fifty pound, it's it's not much more time wise and saving, but the actual investment difference is huge. Exactly. If you've already got that mic, fantastic. Like as in the Blue Snowball. Yeah. But if you're going from a headset mic to a Blue Snowball because you have the funds to buy that now, yeah, I would say hold off. Like wait a little bit longer get an Elgato Wave. Uh, I believe there's something called a mod mic as well. Um, let me just quickly check in. Mm-hmm. Like, you've got a mod mic, that's a wireless USB. That's Yeah, that's £120 as well. So the mod mic is actually really good. Yeah. Um, but again, I would still save for an Elgato Wave. I would ra- much rather spend the extra £30 on an Elgato Wave because yeah. you have the included software, which honestly, Corsair, Elgato, dude, you you do fantastic software. <laughs> like, you really do. Like, the software that you have, it just works. Like, you play fantastic hardware with fantastic fantastic software, and it just works flawlessly. And that's the that's the biggest thing. Like, if when you've got powerful hardware, powerful software, and it just works so well with each other, it's just amazing. It really is. It just makes everything so much easier. Sponsorship so, spaces are available currently, just saying. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I would definitely recommend if if you can, if you can afford it, if you can justify spending that money uh, and you are kind of like semi-serious um, that it's going to go from a hobby into like a job, even part-time, definitely save up for an Elgato Wave. If not, then yeah, go for a more cheaper option, uh, learn about VSTs and put that into OBS and then make your mic sound as good as you can. That's that's the biggest thing because audio is the biggest put off for me personally. Like I can deal with pixels like or pixely streams uh, yeah. with not a very nice viewing experience. Mm. I can deal with that. I had a Nokia thirty three ten for God's sake. <laughs> like <Snake>. I can, <laughs> yeah, I, I used to play Snake and stuff like and the Space Invader game thing on there and like Game Boy colors and stuff. Like we can handle like we can handle some pixels like yeah. drop frames every now and then. But what you can't handle is very poor audio quality, sounding robotic, sounding like all muffly and as if yeah. like you got your hand over the mic kind of thing. That kind of thing, when you're trying to listen to it, or if you're trying to use people, for example, as a podcast, like you don't want bad audio quality because the as much as what on like what you see on screen could be the best thing going on. Like you could, I don't know, you could be on level five, 500 uh, of zombies. Yeah like COD Zombies or something. You can be the best COD Zombies player in the entire world. But if you've got a really crappy mic and people find it hard to listen to, there's a lot of hissing or there's a lot of background noise, that kind of stuff. It's a very poor audio experience. Nobody's going to want to listen to it. Yeah. So the biggest upgrade that any streamer can do um, is audio. Mm-hmm. Like there is a point of no return. Um, yeah. I would say I wouldn't spend more I wouldn't go for anything more than what a Shure SM7B is. Like, this is my mic now until there's, like, a massive, massive, massive improvement. Yeah. 
Like, for example, Harris Heller, he's got a studio mic, which is like a couple of thousand pounds. Like, I would not buy that. Like, even if I had the money, I wouldn't buy it because there's no, there's not much, if any, discernible, like, audio sort of quality difference that you'd be able to hear. Yeah. Like, I just, I couldn't justify the money be based on price to performance because I mm -hmm. think, I know everybody want, everyone wants the Shure SM7B because that's, that's the go-to mic, is the podcast mic, is the content creator mic, that kind of thing. It's a fantastic mic. Yeah. But I don't think for content creation, you need anything better than this. That is, like, I think this yeah. is the only the only mic that I will ever use um, yeah. for content creation. I do have a Wave 3 downstairs for the VR streams. Yeah. Until I get, like, a wireless lav mic. If if the VR streams and stuff kick off, and, like, the nighttime streams kick off, I'll get a wireless mic so I can just strap it to me so I don't have to worry about it. But when I stream stuff downstairs, I have the yeah. Wave 3. And yeah. it's fantastic. Like, even for... Uh, capture my audio across the room when when Queen Crazy's uh, streaming and I'm yeah, playing yeah. Beat Saber. Like mm -hmm. it does a really good job. Like I can't fault it. I, if like if I was worried or if I didn't think the Elgato Wave was a good mic, I wouldn't have bought it myself. Mm. Like I put my money where my mouth is. I wouldn't back a product or I wouldn't back a company or anything that yeah. I didn't think did things right. And the fact that I'm hyping up. Elgato and stuff, even without a sponsorship or without a care for a sponsorship. Don't get me wrong, I would love one, but I'm not doing it just because I want a sponsorship. I'm doing it because I believe in the product. Yeah. And, and that's that's, that's a, a huge thing as well, is doing doing things what you believe in, don't, not pushing things just for the sake of it. Exactly. That's the biggest thing that you can do as a streamer. Because... The, I built my entire audience and my entire community on Dead by Daylight. And the last few months, I've just not been enjoying it. So I've been straying away from Dead by Daylight. I've literally played it once a week for a few weeks now. Um, because of the event, I'll be playing it a little bit more. But I've strayed off to other games and I was terrified. I was terrified that nobody would actually come and watch the other games and stuff uh, that I've been playing. Yeah, And... Like, I was honestly, I thought, all right, it's like back to square one kind of thing. But I've got a really supportive community. They're really awesome. Um, the majority, if not all of them, stuck around and hung around. Uh, I did lose a load of followers when I changed to like not playing Dead by Daylight as much. My viewership went down, everything. But I didn't let that annoy me or upset me. No. Yes, it's annoying. It's upsetting. But at the same time, as a streamer, you have to think about yourself. Yeah, uh, and I don't mean it in a selfish way. I mean, if you are not enjoying a game and it's taking a, like a mental toll on you, stop playing it. Yeah, because the moment that you force yourself to play a game that you're not enjoying, I can guarantee you, anyone that's been watching you for a while, or anyone new coming in watching you play a game, and you're complaining about it, or you're moaning about it, or you just you're not even saying anything, or you're just trying to act as if you're enjoying it, people will see through it. Like, there is no way around it. They'll see it in your, in your eyes. They'll see it in, like, your body language, the tone of your voice. They will notice. And the best thing that you can do is stop playing that mm -hmm. game. Because as a streamer, your mental health comes first because people don't realize how much of a mental strain it is. Like, mm -hmm. it, honestly, it is exhausting. Like, when I stream, um, if it's been a particularly hype stream or, uh, like, if it's been a hard stream, as in, like, uh, you know, like when the events are on 
usually yeah. you get a lot of tunnelers and campers and that kind of thing and like it's the same thing over and over sweaty. again yeah it can get a bit sweaty the stream can drag and then that is mentally taxing and daunting and yeah. it's just like it drags you out and it just sucks you dry of energy and like there's been plenty of times where i've been like you know what i finished this i need a nap like yeah. it, it exhausts you like people think sitting in front of a computer screen and a camera is easy work but for four hours or eight hours or however long, long you want yeah. to do it but anybody who thinks that i genuinely want them to be like you know what you try it i'll give you all of my all of my gear you can come to my stream room you can come in you can stream even on my platform you can stream trust me like yeah. you will not think that it's as easy as you think it is it's, it's difficult it is a case as well as is um if don't force yourself to stream if you don't feel up to it either like it's yeah. okay to take a break it's okay to end early because you're tired or you're not feeling it the the vibe even if it's the, the vibe of the stream isn't what you want it to be it's okay to just go do you know what I'm I'm just going to end early today. You don't need to moan or complain about it. Just say, all right, sorry guys, I got to head off early today. I'm going to raid out to such and such and keep a positive note at the end of it. But don't you don't need to force yourself to stick to schedules or anything like that. Just do what makes you happy because there's nothing worse than watching someone that clearly and visibly isn't happy. Exactly, yeah. And the first part of that I kind of felt attacked, just saying. <laughs> No, it's not. It's, but, it's not, no, it's no, not no, even I know, so I know. much that. Like, like I've seen it with a few people where, like, you can sort of tell that they're not having a good time or they're not really enjoying themselves, but they feel yeah. like they need to keep going because they've only been live for an hour or they. Yeah, like I can totally relate to it. Hundred percent. I've I done it. I done it in the past where I didn't. I didn't stream that often. So when I did get the chance to stream, even if I was exhausted from work, I, I'd be like, I've got to stream. It's my day to stream. And I'd force myself to do it. And like, I can, I could sort of get away with it a little bit because I never stream for too long anyway. And I've worked in a lot of industries where you have to put a face on and fake things. So I got used to doing that sort of thing. Yeah. But it was, I still needed to learn the lesson of like, it's, it's fine to cancel a stream. It's fine to, to end early and raid out and end on a positive note before it gets to a sour note if you feel the vibe isn't right yeah i i struggle with it i honestly do i mean the thing is i absolutely love streaming i love it i'm addicted to it healthily i will say i'm i love streaming like doing it even if i had zero viewers i love doing it i i don't know what it is it's just like this healthy addiction that i have and i absolutely love it when i'm ill i really like i don't like, I don't mean ill as in like a cough and a cold. Like, that's fine. Like, none of like the little illnesses or whatever. You know, I've got a condition, but sometimes it's, some days it's worse, some days it's better, some days it's really bad. Um, and there's times where it's been like stupidly bad that I like, I really need to cancel. Like, I got to, I have to cancel. But then the other side of my brain is like, hey, dude, you love streaming. Let's go stream. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to have some fun. Like yeah. you can't, you can't cancel. Like it's like you have to be on a ten, and yeah. in my head well, it's like 10 constant ten o five, ten o five, ten o five. But <laughs> but yeah, like you know, you know what I mean. Like my head is constantly battling with itself, and my body is feels like it's shutting down. But because I'm in this habit, even my dog, 
Like, Gwyn is in a habit of 10 o'clock, he comes up to my room, goes in his basket, chills out with his toys, uh, he comes around by me, plays with me and stuff, and he's in that habit of streaming at 10 o'clock. And sat, sat waiting for someone to redeem, give doggo treat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing, like, my, my body is used to it. My mm. body's used to streaming at certain times, my head is too, uh, and I love it. So when my yeah. body's shutting down and my body doesn't want to stream, I feel terrible for wanting to cancel it, but need, yeah. knowing that I need to, I try not to. I try my best not to. Yeah. The only time I don't, uh, the only time I cancel streams is if I have like an appointment mm. or uh, if I need to go somewhere or something. See, I remember back in the day where you were that ill, you couldn't talk, but you still done a uh, stream raider stream where you talked in chat. Yeah, I lost my voice completely. Yeah. And and I couldn't stream. Uh so rather than not streaming, like you said, I just did a stream rate stream and I typed in chat. Mm. So that was that was my thing. Like I'm I'm addicted to it. I love it. I lo the thing is it's weird because I, I used used to be an introvert. I kind of still am, but I'm like introverted extrovert kind of thing. Like I couldn't even go up to someone the other day and just like as someone I'm friends with, like someone I'm friendly with, and I couldn't ask them a specific question. And you know what? I'll say it. So my my daughter, uh, she's been having skateboarding lessons, and I've got real friendly with this guy who who does the 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 lessons. And um, it's his business. He does it all himself and stuff. It's absolutely fantastic. Like he does it amazing. And um, it's a. Uh, he he does these lessons and he charges for these lessons and stuff. And since my daughter started, mm. um, he said, "Like come to the the free lessons because the the council runs free lessons." Sorry, I lost my trail of thought. Then another yeah. part of my blood, bloody illness. <laughs> um, so he does these free lessons as well. And since my daughter's been going, she's been getting more and more confident, and yeah. she's absolutely fallen in love with a uh, uh, skateboarding. Yeah. And with her progress and with her falling in love with it, it just reignited my passion for it. And he took this week off, I believe it was, and the lessons were taken by somebody else. And essentially what happened is that I was helping some of the other kids as well as my daughter um, do some things in their lessons this week. Mm. And I, a queen said, why don't you just go up to him and say like, you don't want any pay or nothing like that. Just volunteer. If he ever needs help, just give me a shout and I can go with him and I can help with the lessons because I skated for the best part of like six to eight years. Yeah. Like I do know my stuff. It's just, I'm a bit chunky, you know, like it was like, skateboarding <laughs> was a lot easier when I was six stone lighter, you know? Damn boy, but, uh, he thick. Yeah. The thick <laughs> ass boy. I was like, I was like 10 stone, 10 and a half stone when I used to skate. And that's when I broke my ass essentially. Um, so breaking my ass got me this weight, I promise. <laughs> had nothing to do with Queen's amazing food and amazing desserts. Yeah. But uh, it's a dad bod now, anyway, it's fine. Yeah. But uh, essentially... Dad bods are cool these days, it's fine. They are these days, so I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm comfy. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, so essentially, Queen, uh, sorry, Queen said, why don't you just, like, go up to him, just ask him, and, like, say, if you volunteer, you don't pay, that kind of stuff, because of how much you love it, and... Because I used to work with kids before. I used to work with social services, uh, children with additional needs, uh, disabilities, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's just, I couldn't even go up to him to ask him that. As much, I've known him for like a couple of months now. 
and yeah. we we talk all the time and i couldn't even go up to him and ask him a simple question like that mm. it's madness like and but yet i love talking to people and asking whatever and talking to them about their lives and that kind of stuff on stream it's mm-hmm. just madness like that's the introverted side of me but then the extroverted side of me you wouldn't think that i'm an introvert by seeing me on stream no. and it's because i love streaming it's my passion and it's the same same with skateboard and skateboard is my passion i love it i just throw myself headfirst into it yeah. so that's why i can't and i feel bad for for canceling streams because i love it so much mm. So tying the um the Twitch boa for for this week, um we have got the streamer of the week for this week. Um so you covered last week. So this week I've brought in um Apocalypse. You are yes. familiar with Apocalypse, aren't you? I'm not sure. <laughs> like, hasn't he got some sort of weird trim or something or um, the man has the greatest trim on Twitch. <laughs> it has actually got him face camped and tunneled. That yeah, that is true. It's team. kind of funny. <laughs> it is it is amazing. But um he is a Dead by Daylight streamer predominantly. I don't think he plays much else, although I think he is talking of um playing the new Pokemon games when they come out. Um, that would be cool. But he is a dying part of the dying breed of uh Demagoga mains. And but yeah, he's he's a he's a really awesome dude to be fair. Um he's just yeah. such a he's such a laugh, such a fun guy to be around. And from the moment he entered your juicer of the month with uh his ah, yeah. juicing of pinheads and his proclamation of oh poo, oh poo <laughs> <laughs> I was just is such such a an amazing clip and um It was. Yeah, like I I spend a lot of time in his streams and he's just such a fun guy to be around and yeah we wanted to give him a shout out this week so uh, all of his uh, links will be in the description on I believe on YouTube I don't think we can't put him on yeah we on so if you're listening on any other um, platform apart from YouTube uh, go to our YouTube channel uh, YouTube uh, just search for Listen Gamer Podcast it should be uh, the first result if not one of the first results. Uh, but yeah, the links will be in the description, but it will be Apocalynx. So that's E-P-O-C-A-L-Y-N-X. There we go. I can spell. I can't do maths, but I can spell. I'm just going to really um, destroy your whole world here. It's actually A-P-O-C-A-L-Y-N-X. Didn't I say that? I read it off this notepad. <laughs> no, you said E. Oh, I did say E. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my. Where did I get it, the E from? Probably because you're dead hard for him. Oh, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> Especially after his uh, his mod that he had for Power Wash Simulator with the Gussie. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, I for, how did for, I do that? How for did anyone, I spell it wrong? <laughs> for anyone that does go into his stream from this, please, please, please just ask him about the Gussie and he yes. will let you know. But yes, um, he's as I say, he's just he's just an amazing person, and um, he is uh, like it's fantastic. His, his 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 laughter is infectious. It's absolutely brilliant. It's madness. Hopefully, we can try and get him on too, because just yeah. just to showcase like everyone that we have for streamer of the week, we would like to get on. But uh, is, is, he has a very extensive uh, collection of old games, which is incredible. He does. Including, it's was it Playboy Mansion? Yes. Yes. So that's just one. <laughs> So we, we do want to get him on childhood. to speak to him about his uh, his gaming collection as well, because this seems to be quite extensive and I'd love to learn more about it. But yeah, so I'd love, uh, to, I'd love to learn 
how I spelled his name wrong after reading it on this bloody notepad. <laughs> Where it is how did I right, say I want to just say. How did I even say E? I just don't understand. <laughs> e. 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 Madness. Absolute madness. So one thing we promised from last week's podcast, just to finish off this week's, um, was the Xbox event. So um, I think it was yes. the Riot Games you really wanted to talk about, wasn't it? Yeah, that was the main thing that I took away from it. Uh, and I'm I'm kind of on the fence of how this is going on because there doesn't seem to be much information, but the, the majority of the information, it seems kind of... I don't. I just don't know how to feel about it. So, for example, yeah. I play League of Legends quite often and Valorant quite often. I don't play uh, Wild Rift, Legends of Runeterra, or Teamfight Tactics that often. Um, but it's it's pretty much the same across the board. So, for those that don't know, League of Legends came out around two thousand and nine, two thousand and ten, and I played. I started playing around two thousand and twelve, two thousand and thirteen, um, but then I stopped for a long time because I started playing World of Warcraft. Um, I think League of Legends was the first PC game, uh, apart from Minecraft, that I played. Um, like, in my adult life, I would like to say. Because I did used to play, like, Rayman 2 and stuff like that on PC when I was younger. But, uh, as far as my adult life goes, it was, uh, I had my laptop and I played League of Legends and, uh, Minecraft. Um, but League of Legends is over a decade old, and it's got over 160 champions. And it takes a lot of grinding. If you don't want to pay real money for it, it takes a lot, a lot, a lot of grinding to yeah. uh, un unlock um, even 10 champions. Like, it kind of hand-feeds you these days, because I've noticed, because I've, I've opened a new account, and it does kind of hand-feed you a few champions um, at the start, and it gives you a lot of battle lessons to, to essentially uh, purchase the really, really cheap champions. Um, but regardless of that, to get any champions that are sort of meta or uh, sort of some of the most powerful champions that if you can learn when you're a, a, a youngling or like a smaller level uh, before you go to rank and stuff, like it requires either to buy with real world money or a lot of grinding. Yeah. So if, uh, well, when the Riot Games announced on Xbox announced that they're going to be coming together and like performing this partnership kind of thing, I was excited. But then when they announced what they was actually happening, I was confused and worried because League of Legends actually has, well, every, all of the games have all of the champions and characters unlocked. Mm. Um, like Valorant have all the agents unlocked. Uh, Legends of Runeterra has the foundation sets. Wild Rift has all champions unlocked. And not just that, like if you have Xbox Game Pass, you have access to day one, uh, day one access, sorry, to the champions as they're released. Mm. Which, yes, that sounds absolutely amazing. But how they're going to implement this and sort of how are they going to give it to champions, or sorry, uh, uh, players that actually have all of these things unlocked? What's going to happen like a, with those? It seems like a bit of a kick in the teeth to those who have grinded the game for years as well. Exactly. Whether they grinded the game for years or they bought the champions out of real money, mm. it's a bit of a kick in the teeth, like you said. Because essentially, in my opinion, this kind of makes... If you have Xbox Game Pass... um. You're not going to get it just to get all the champions unlocked in League of Legends or Valorant kind of thing, right? You're not going to do it for that. Um, maybe you can do that if you try Xbox Game Pass free for a month or one month for one pound kind of thing. Maybe a promotional if you want to open up a new account 
or and get everything unlocked. It all depends on how it works with regards to linking the account. Can you link just one account for six months or one one account every six months or one account every year or is it just one account entirely? Um, because it depends on how all of that works is if you can create multiple Smurf accounts with everything unlocked. Um, but then... That could be a haven for hackers if it's too easy. Yeah. Exactly. It be, because because it's on the League of Legends, because it would link the Riot account to the Xbox, I'd imagine. That's the that's the way that it would work. But if if somebody was a hacker and they got banned, what's them stopping them from unlinking that account and then relinking a new one, like you said? Yeah. Uh, or a troll or just something. Like they need to put some sort of more information out about it, in my opinion, before I can gather like stop speculating things rather than yeah. uh and just have like hard things hard evidence or whatever whatever they're going with but yeah it's just for people that have been playing this game for over a decade and they have everything unlocked what do they actually get what's the benefit for them for well, getting xbox get game pass yeah no like it's it's kind of confusing because there's very little uh there's very little um information on it and apart from that, it says players will also receive bonus experience across select titles. Now, I've played Wild Rift. I've played Teamfight Tactics. As far as I'm aware, Teamfight Tactics has Battle Pass. And that's the only kind of like experience that you gain. So unless it gives you levels in a Battle Pass each month or like it gives you like a free battle pass each month or something. I don't know, but I'm not sure how that's going to work with the bonus experience across those titles or if it's yeah. on Valorant. Levels don't matter in Valorant past 20, as, as far as I'm aware, because you need to get to level 20 to play ranked. League of Legends, you need to get to rank 10 to unlock your uh, rune pages, to unlock custom runes and have all the summoner spells. Apart from that, you need to get to rank 30. And then every level past that, it doesn't really make much sense. You you do unlock like these titles or the sorry these uh, player banners, like the little crest thing that you have. It tells you how like it gives different colors and stuff yeah, to, yeah, yeah. depending on your level. I can't yeah. really explain it. Wild Rift is pretty much the same as League of Legends on PC, but it's just a mobile version of the game. So yeah. I'd imagine past a certain level when you can play ranked, it doesn't really matter. It like you just unlock little cosmetic things rather that doesn't make a, a world of difference no skin so in game. exactly so if they give uh maybe some i don't know shards or, may, or something I, I don't know how they're going to implement it it's just confusing like i i need more information about it yeah because the we've done a little digging and all the information that we can find so far is just everything is going to be unlocked and that's very 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 vague it seems a strange move as well yeah. Give them not only everything unlocked, but everything in the future unlocked as well. Yeah. It's it's kind of like Smite. Like, back in the early days of Smite that I used to play, uh, it's pretty much League of Legends, but with, like, Greek characters, I think it is, Greek mythology. Yeah. Um, If you bought the Battle Pass, which was, like, 20 quid, because I think it was free to play, but then if you bought the Battle Pass for, like, 20 pounds, you'd get all current champions and new champions. So if I log in, I've probably got loads of champions or something to unlock. Um. But this is kind of, it's a strange move. It really is a strange move. I'm happy for it, but it's kind of strange because it does entice new players in. Like, it's fantastic for new yeah. players. Like, if people see, 
like Sarah, for example, like she gets super confused probably watching League of Legends when I play it. But if she had Xbox Game Pass and she had the option to um, open a League of Legends account, play League of Legends, find what champion she likes, maybe she'd be like more willing to give the game a go rather than needing to grind to unlock all the champions, that kind of thing. So for new people or people that played back in the day but don't now because of the, the grind for unlocking champions, maybe it's a good... It's, 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 it's actually it is a good way to get back into the game yeah but as far as like existing and current players we'd need to know what they are going to get for these particular games to, to benefit from from getting game pass yeah it seems seems a bit of a strange move so well as they said in the coming months we'll share more about him yeah so keep we'll keep an eye on about him Sorry for my waffling on about that then. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. It, it makes sense. It's, it's, a, it's a strange decision to give something away for free that people have had to grind for for years or pay money for to yeah. then give it away for free. Like, it's a bit of a kick in the teeth. I, yeah. I know if I'd have invested the time and money, I wouldn't be impressed. But I'm just not that much of a nerd to have played that. <laughs> The one thing I am excited for, though, uh, is Xbox, sorry, Microsoft acquisition of uh, Blizzard yeah. and uh, World of Warcraft, because hopefully they, they might do the same thing, as in they might integrate, in, integrate uh, World of Warcraft subscriptions in with Game Xbox Pass. Game Pass. That yeah. will be cool, because I'm paying for a six-month sub, it's like 60 quid every six months or something like that, Yeah, and... Uh, essentially, if I can get it free with my Xbox Game Pass, that would be fantastic. That would be a game changer for so many people. Yeah, I can imagine. It'd be really cool. Yeah, I think that's a, that's about all we have time for this week, isn't it? Yeah, I'd say Amazing. so. Hi, it's been an absolute pleasure. So uh, thank you all for coming and listening once again. Um, all of the... This will be uploaded to all your juicy podcast places whether it be apple music um amazon music um it, we we upload it to youtube as well uh i'm not sure spotify. what else we upload it spotify, spotify google podcasts we we upload it everywhere we can i um, i just i just do the youtube bit you you take care of the rest yeah <laughs> essentially i'm just yeah. spreading us everywhere <laughs> yeah so um we would really appreciate if you could um, leave your likes, subscribes, reviews, preferably five stars, but sure. Um, and the one thing we do want to hear from you is uh, nominations for your streamers of the week, uh, whether they be big streamers, little streamers, your friend that's doing their first stream next week. It doesn't matter who it is. If you want to, if you've got someone close to you that you want to give the spotlight to let us know in the comments or on Twitter, anything like that, just with King Crazy, myself as Yes Crew or in Burbis, whatever platform you want to reach us on, just let us know and we can try to include them on uh, Stream of the Week to highlight themselves as well. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Even if it's yourself, you can highlight yourself if you want to. If I'll Honestly, if you've got the absolute stones to nominate yourself for Stream of the <laughs> Week, I think I'd have to just give it to you. So yeah. Feel free. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I, I would too, to be fair. Like, that is that is big ball energy right there. Yeah, big dick energy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's all we got time for. So uh, thanks for listening, gamers. 
We'll see you in the next podcast. Bye-bye.